I'm Marianne Kolbesak McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Attorney Jody Daniel, a longtime leader at the Office of the National Coordinator for Health IT. Jody recently left her position as Director of ONC's Office of Policy to take on a new position in the private sector at law firm Crow and Mooring. During her years at ONC, Jody played a major role in establishing regulatory policies related to privacy and security and provided guidance on how HIPAA applies to health IT issues. Jody will describe for us her new role at the law firm and also discuss some of the most pressing data privacy and security issues that she sees facing the healthcare sector. So now Jody to start, please tell us a bit about your new role at the law firm and why you decided to leave ONC and what are you most proud of in terms of what you accomplished while you were at ONC? Well, I had been at the Department of Health and Human Services for about 15 years. I spent the first five of those years working on HIPAA, HIPAA privacy and HIPAA enforcement, HIPAA security, and then I moved over to the Office of National Coordinator for Health Information Technology and helped set policies for information technology in the healthcare space. I have been there, I sort of was there at the very beginning of the the HIPAA privacy days and also the very beginning with respect to health IT policy for the nation and really saw such a huge shift in how those policies affected the healthcare space to improve health and improve health outcomes as well as improving rights for patients to access their data and to protect that information. And, um, you know, after 15 years of doing that, I think that there have been some incredible successes. We've really both advanced the patient's role with respect to their health information. We've advanced the use of information technology for the healthcare industry and really helped bring the healthcare industry into the 21st century. And I, I really feel like at the time that we were taking on those issues, it was important that the government played a role because the the market, the healthcare sector was not really adopting information technology, was not really focused on privacy and security. At this point in time, though, we've reached a tipping point. We have most doctors are using information technology in their practices. Almost all hospitals are doing so as well. And a lot of the challenges, a lot of the issues, and a lot of the opportunities are really in the private sector to figure out how to use and take advantage of the new technologies and of the new uh, innovation in order to improve health and health outcomes. And what I'm looking to do in my new role is to, to start a practice where I'm looking at working with healthcare providers that are really trying to leverage the availability of new technology and innovation to improve the services they're providing to patients and to help improve patient outcomes, as well as to work with some new technology companies that are trying to enter the healthcare space and are trying to understand how can I do this, how can I bring this innovation to this highly regulated market in a way that is consistent with laws, that is taking advantage of new changes in policy, such as payment policy, and and that's also ultimately improving health and health outcomes. So now, Jody, with all of that said, what do you consider the most challenging privacy and security issues facing the healthcare sector today? With respect to privacy, I think there's still a real lack of understanding about what's permitted under the federal HIPAA privacy rules. And as a result, I think there are a lot of healthcare providers, payers, and others that are not necessarily using the technology and using the information to really improve population health. 
as the technology changes, as the uses of data change, as the exchange of data changes, it raises more questions. And there is, of course, concern of doing the wrong thing, of uh, disclosing information inappropriately. And a lot of the good work, a lot of the good uses of the data and the technology are permitted under the rules. And I think that there is a gap in the understanding of what folks can really do to leverage these tools and what is not allowed under the rules. I also think, particularly with respect to privacy, that as we see new ways of collecting data, we see more consumer-directed tools, more sensors and wearable technology and remote monitors and telehealth and things like that, there are a lot of health data that may not be covered by the current federal regulations. And that causes some confusion because there's some data that is regulated, and when it's in a different setting, the exact same data may not be regulated or protected. And there's both a lack of understanding of what's in and what's out, and I think the the differences in protection causes some confusion and some stifling of best uses of that information. A couple of examples of where I think there's going to be some new issues with respect to privacy that folks are going to have to understand and work out are related to the new regulations that came out of ONC, the Office of National Coordinator for Health IT, with respect to certified health information technology. Specifically, there are requirements that EHR technology uh, make available application programming interfaces or APIs, and I know there's going to be some questions about security issues as people expose those APIs to developers and innovators as well as new requirements for EHR technology, electronic health record technology, to be able to accept information from other sources, including patient-generated health data. And so I think there are going to be some privacy and security issues that come about based on those new requirements that were put forth in the most recent rule. With respect to security, I think we've seen a lot of breaches in security breaches in the healthcare space, and I think they will continue to have the healthcare sector trying to understand how best to manage and mitigate those security risks, you know, in the coming years. Now, Jody, as you mentioned, we've seen a lot of cyber attacks, a lot of breaches in the healthcare sector, especially cyber attacks this year. Now, the HIPAA security rule was written years ago. Based on the kinds of cyber threats and cyber attacks that we have been seeing in the healthcare sector lately, do you think HIPAA security rule needs to be revised or updated? And should healthcare entities and business associates be implementing security programs that go beyond what's required by HIPAA in the meantime? What was really wise about the policy that was set in the HIPAA security rule was it was designed to be scalable and flexible for a couple of reasons. One, because there are different kinds of entities and different kinds of entities have different security risks. Smaller entities versus larger entities may be able to mitigate those risks in different ways but also because there was an understanding that technology was going to change and security practices would change. And the way the security rules are written, I I believe, enables the policy to be used as the technology changes, as the risks change. One of the key pieces of the security rule, as I see it, is the security risk assessment, which is something that is required. And this is also something that's required under the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, EHR, incentive program. Entities are required to do a risk assessment. And if folks do those risk assessments and do them well, then they can continually adapt their security practices, their security policies, their security technologies to both reflect new risks, 
as well as to reflect new capabilities and new technologies that are available to mitigate those risks. So I actually believe that the HIPAA security rule, as it's written, can continue to work and be adaptable as technology changes and as the the threats and the risks change. When it comes to the current state of health IT, what are the biggest privacy and security challenges that you think healthcare entities and EHR vendors are struggling with that perhaps they're just not clear on on what they should be doing? When I first started at ONC, this was actually the reason that I came to the Office of the National Coordinator for Health IT was I was coming from a privacy background, and we knew that the the issues about sharing information would rest significantly on folks' understanding of privacy and making sure that privacy policies enabled appropriate exchange of information. I think there, as I mentioned at the beginning, I think there's still a lack of understanding of when it's appropriate to share information with providers. And as the government put forward the interoperability roadmap, which just came out earlier this month, I think that one of the biggest challenges to achieving interoperability is folks understanding when they can share information and when that's consistent with the privacy, the HIPAA privacy rule, as well as with state law, which may vary from state to state. The privacy rule was designed to enable sharing of information for treatment, payment, and healthcare operations purposes. And even with the the very clear uh, exception for any requirements under the privacy rule for sharing information for treatment purposes, there are still providers that are nervous about sharing information, even for treatment purposes. I, I know that there are some EHR vendors and others that are trying to make solutions available to support interoperability, to support health information exchange, and they are facing, what I've heard them report to me, is that they are facing challenges from by providers who are concerned about violating HIPAA. There may be new entities that are involved in supporting health information exchange and not being clear on whether or not they can share that information with those um, health information exchange organizations. And so the misunderstandings and confusion about HIPAA, I believe, are often raised as a barrier to the proper exchange of information. And if we can find ways to help clarify what is permitted, when information can be appropriately shared, when the the consumer or the patient has the ability to access that information and use it for their own benefit, I think that we will uh, be able to overcome some of those policy and operational challenges to interoperability and exchange. Finally, Jody, any predictions for 2016 in terms of cybersecurity in the healthcare sector? Anything that the healthcare sector could be doing to better address cyber threats, for instance? It's a great question. We have seen increased number of breaches in the healthcare sector uh, over the years. And, you know, I'm going to go back to the thing I said earlier, which is one of the most important things to do is to do a risk assessment, understand what those threats are, mitigate the ones that are easy to mitigate. A lot of them are just policies and practices of employees, of use of the technology and the like. Some of them are technical, and there may be some technical solutions that healthcare providers can use. But, again, just going back to the most important thing is to be prepared to do the risk assessment, to understand what you can do to reduce that risk, to reduce the vulnerability, and also have plans in place in case there is a breach in order to mitigate that breach as soon as possible and address the legal requirements that may come about if there is a breach. So um, I've been working with, in my my first two weeks here, uh, some of the really sharp 
cybersecurity lawyers that are here who've been working with folks all across different industries to address cybersecurity threats. And, you know, again, in working with them, realizing that the most important thing is to to do the risk assessments, to have appropriate security policies and practices in place, to look at technical solutions, and then to be prepared in case there is a breach that occurs. Thanks, Jody. I've been speaking to attorney Jody Daniel. I'm Marianne Kobasek-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.